0: it going today, guys. I'm back here live in the studio once again for an episode of Hot Takes with CP3 today, Wednesday, February 26, 2020. Um, college basketball's winding down, NBA season is just winding up. Um, I'm joined once again by none other than Ben Gorwitz. Ben, say
1: what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Glad to be back on.
0: Hey, we're glad to have you back on, Ben. You already know. Ben's my college sports go-to guy, so we're going to hammer some college basketball for y'all, but we're going to save that for the back half, and we're going to start out hot with the NBA here, and you know, Ben, it is getting late in the season here now in the NBA. Each team's played probably about 60 games now, so I think it's time that we buy or sell some teams here and see who's legit and who's not. Let's kind of start with really the only real playoff battle there is. Pretty much all the other conferences, all the eight teams are determined except for the Western Conference where the Pelicans are surging right now and you have the Grizzlies who just had uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark go down. Uh, who do you think is going to win it? Who do you buy as your eight seed and who are you selling here?
1: Yeah, so this is, like you said, the most exci- this is the most exciting story in basketball right now. Um, you get my- Mount Zion and the young Pelicans are surging. I believe three and a half back in Memphis right now. Um, Memphis is in trouble with Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark going down. Those are two big pieces. Um, I'm still so currently the Blazers are actually ahead of the Pelicans, but who knows how long Donald Dame's gonna be out without him. They're they're you know, the ship's fallen. I'm buying the Grizzlies holding on to the spot actually. Um, I know that the uh, everyone wants to talk about how the Pelicans, you know the surgery but they got the easiest schedule in the second half of the season they're playing good ball jaw's that good I think he can carry them and let's not forget they have Valanchunas who's a veteran he's been very good in his career Um, I think they're gonna hold the fort down if not keep it close to when Jaron Jackson can come back I think that duo is just ready to take that eight seed right now and I think next year with a full year of Zion the Pelicans will really you know, get a lot more wins. So I'm going to buy the Memphis Grizzlies to get that eight seed and then good luck against the Bron.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm – it's a tough one here for me, but going back to what you said kind of about Ja Morant, I mean, he's legit. He's arrived. I mean, he straight up carried this team to the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if he's still able to carry him. The one thing I always loved about Ja was when I listened to him in college and he said, you know, that he – that he, uh, it, that he would watch his teammates and see what they did just so he could like put them in better situations basically to score the basketball. But according to my analytics site here, they give the Pelicans a 66% chance to make the playoffs and the Grizzlies a 6% chance. The Pelicans have one of the easiest remaining schedules in the entire NBA, but... I'm actually selling the Pelicans here. The Pelicans defense is absolutely awful. I don't mm-hmm. know how many of y'all watch the Pelicans play, but they play absolutely zero defense in my opinion. And I mean, this is the kind of team that when you don't play defense like that, you know, you come into someone's arena Now that you guys Zion, you know, people, teams are hyped up to play, you know, they're hyped up to play this young team, of guys who think they're a bunch of studs, you know, and they want to put you in their place, these veterans and, when you come in there like that and you're not playing defense, they'll run you off the floor quick. I mean, the Pelicans right now, they're giving up 117 points per game to their opponents, which is absolutely awful. That's one of the worst in the entire NBA. I don't see the defense there for them. I mean, don't get me wrong, it'd be a fun story to see them make the playoffs here, but I think Memphis is going to hold on to that eight seed. And then, like you said, you know, if Portland can somehow stay afloat while Dame's out, I actually would buy Portland to make the playoffs over them, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Portland's going to be able to stay afloat, honestly. It's a hard task to do, and I mean, Lillard's probably going to be a little rusty when he comes back. I don't expect him to be a killer like the first game back.
1: Yeah, and, you know, this is a time where Ja can really solidify that rookie of the year. Um, personally, I think he's still the favorite. I, I know that Zion's putting up mega numbers, but it's been through, what, seven games? Uh, or whatever he's played. Um, so I think Jaw wraps up the rookie of the year throughout this last stretch of the season, Um To your point, with the defense of the Pelicans, other than Lonzo, um, and Derek Favors is a fine defender as a big man, but Lonzo, I mean Brandon Ingram is not known for defense. Um, It's kind of like a LeBron category of defense, where it's not a great defender, but he's so athletic that he makes exciting plays. Um, Like Josh Hart is not that good; he's not a good defender. Jackson Hayes can block it. They don't have like lockdown defensive. Other than Lonzo Ball, so they give up way too many points. Like you said, would you say 117? That's that's a lot.
0: Yeah, that's I don't have the exacts. Like here, I'll go to it, but yeah, that's one of the worst in the league. You know, I know for a fact because the Hawks, I believe, are giving up like 119. So are the Wizards. So I mean, that's up there with the worst in the entire NBA. I mean, you don't make the playoffs giving up that kind of points like that. By the way, side note, it's the it's the set it's the third worst in the league. The worst is the Wizards than the Hawks and the Pelicans. So. That says enough for you right there. Um, side note, by the way, Trey Young just blocked um, uh, Mo Bamba. Kind of funny there since Bamba's like seven four and got swatted by somebody <laughs> who's probably not even six feet tall. But anyway, um, let's move on here now to the next team. And Do you buy or sell the Raptors as a contender?
1: So I, if I buy them. They're not a pretender. So they have a very good chance – to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, so they're not a pretender. So I guess they are a contender by you know by default. But I don't see them beating the Bucks in a series. Um, they literally just played was it two nights ago? Last night? Last night? Last night in Toronto, lost by eleven. So Drake can shut up because he talks way too much. Um, listen, they have a great team. They have a great coach. They can't stop the Bucks in a series. I don't think. I think they can get a game. Um, the bucks i'm so high on the bucks and i think we're talking about them next um so contender in the sense that they can compete pretender i don't think they can win at all
0: i actually think the raptors are the second best team in the eastern conference to be honest with you they were really they were well, like I think, 17 I think,
1: and... so. I think they're second best but i think there's a gap between them and the bucks
0: oh yeah i think the bucks i think there's probably like Four, like I've always said, there's four teams that can win the NBA championship, and I'd put the Raptors at number five, barely outside of there. The Raptors lack a true superstar, which will always hold them back. Like, if somehow they could swap out Kyle Lowry for, like, imagine they could swap Kyle Lowry somehow for Damian Lillard. Like, if you could swap Kyle Lowry for even someone who's just, like, a tiny bit better than he is, you know what I mean? I think that that would make them a lot better. Look, the Raptors, they play defense. Them at home, mm-hmm. you, I don't see – it's pretty hard to go into Toronto and get a victory. I mean, they're holding teams to like 105 points per game at home, which in the new NBA, that's unreal defense. Um, Pascal Siakam has stepped up, but I don't think he's superstar enough that they need. They do match up well, though, with the Bucks in the sense that they can plant those big men in the paint and make Giannis go around them, but at the and end Mark of the day, DeSalt I think – Say that again.
1: Mark Markusau is out right now, so I mean he's a great defender that you can clog the paint up that will help with Giannis, but I don't know.
0: No, I agree with you. I think they can win two games against the Bucks, but at the end of the day, the Bucks are going to come in focused. I think Nick Nurse is a great coach, but I think the Raptors are really good and they're a really competitive team. They really don't get the credit they deserve. I mean, this is such a well-rounded, well-balanced team their schemes and everything, like, it feels like for them, like, there was a point in time where they had Siakam, Lowry, and Gasol all out, and yet they kept just winning game after game mm-hmm. after game after game, you know? It's like Terrence Davis steps in there, and he all of a sudden becomes a beast, like, he's he wasn't even a household name when he was at Ole Miss, you know? Like, they, it feels like whoever they plug in just steps up, like, Norman Powell was averaging 20 a game when that happened, you know? So, I really, 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 really like the Raptors, but... I would say I would say they're the second best team in the East. So, I mean, I would put them as a contender, but at the same time, i buy them as a contender, but at the same time, we'll talk about this next team right here, and I'll go ahead and just start things off. I buy the Milwaukee Bucks as the best team in the NBA, honestly. I don't think any team in the league matches up with them at all. I think that the Clippers and Lakers both like to think they can match up with them, but there's just no way. No one in the league can guard Giannis, so when you put those shooters around him, they're pretty much unstoppable now. At the same time, I still think if they had an extra shooter and didn't have that fat contract that they have um Eric Bledsoe on that they'd be ten times better. I mean, Bledsoe literally came off the bench and barely even played in the playoffs last year. And I think he's a complete liability, but this Bucks team's amazing, you know. I mean, I would be shocked if this team won I would be shocked if this team lost twelve games this season. Let's put it that way. That's how good they are. I think this is historically one of the better teams that we're gonna see in our lifetime in the regular season and I really think that they're going to end up getting to the finals here. You know, I think that they didn't go out and make any changes at the trade deadline because they didn't need to and they liked the cast that they had. And I think they are probably one of the only teams in the league that didn't need to make any moves. So I 100% buy the Bucks here and I wouldn't be shocked if they win
1: it all. Yeah, I mean like I said they're the best team in the East. There's a gap between them and who I think is the second best in Toronto. Um, I don't think teams in the East can beat them in a series. Um, let's see, they're Thirteen and seven against five hundred teams are better. Uh, I think that's. See, I think I saw the Lakers and the Rockets are fourteen and ten, so they're top three in that category, which is a great stat. Um, I would put them at like co A or co number one with the Lakers. See, I think um, the perfect matchup size, defensive wise, is is Anthony Davis. I mean, like, why can't Anthony Davis guard? No one can guard Giannis, if I'm being honest. Nobody can really guard AD or LeBron. You just can slow them down, right? I mean, so I think AD, you put him on Giannis, and the Lakers really do have a lot of perimeter defensive guys that can really ball out. I mean, Avery Bradley is a great defender. Danny Green's a great defender. Playoff LeBron is a good defender. Rondo, one of the best defenders, you know, as a guard. They have pieces that can guard so i think the lakers can beat the bucks in this series and i'm really hoping that we kind of get to see that in the finals lakers bucks because i think from an entertainment standpoint i mean that's that's unbelievable i mean there's so many storylines that come with that so i am gonna buy that the bucks are the best team in the league but i think the and i know that the clip i think the clippers haven't lost the lake in the regular season right
0: yeah the, the clippers tri- are 2-0 and oh against him
1: Right, so I'm going to throw the Clippers in that category, too. Um, the Lakers are they are great. They're great. I, I kept saying they needed one more piece. I know that we kind of disagree on that. They're not losing many of these games in the regular season. I know it's the regular season, but you know we'll see with them. But I'm buying that the Bucks are the best team.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I definitely agree with you on that one completely. Um, for the sake of keeping things moving – I will not uh, argue with you on your Lakers take to the finals there, um, just because we got a lot to cover today. But um, Le- will are you buying or selling? LeBron will run out of gas in the playoffs.
1: Selling, hard sell. See, this is the smartest guy on the planet when it comes to basketball knowledge and his body. He puts millions of dollars into his body in the offseason. He will do whatever he. I'm. I'm not worried about LeBron in any aspect. I don't, I don't, like, he's perfect. He's He doesn't do much wrong. Um, so when it comes to his body, I know that he's older. Listen, if he has to sit a couple of these games in the regular season, and if he has to buy another hyper chamber, whatever he needs to do, hmm. he'll do it. Um, no, I, I'm selling this.
0: Um, I'm going to sell it as well, but logically I get the fact, look, LeBron came out the gates hot. He's been playing a lot harder, more minutes than he usually does in the regular season, but... At the same time, he rested up last season, and I truly think the Lakers are trying to get ahead enough that LeBron can just, I mean, they have a six-game lead right now in the West, that they can. LeBron can just chill. Like, I don't expect to see LeBron play hardly at all in April, you know? Like, I expect to see him play maybe one or two games, and at the end of the day, I mean, they're probably going to be playing Memphis or New Orleans in the first round, and I'm pretty sure LeBron can just use that series to get himself back in shape. Worst-case scenario, they lose one game there, you know? So, I agree with you. I don't think LeBron's going to run out of gas, but... I definitely do think, though, that him exerting this energy in the regular season could have an effect on him. But, like, I don't think we're going to see, like, a dead LeBron, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I think he'll be perfectly fine.
1: I mean, with with the Lakers, honestly, it's – listen, we've seen LeBron in the playoffs, seen a million times. Well, AD hasn't really been there that often. Exactly. Um, And he has – he doesn't have an injury history, but he, like, kind of has an injury. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's had a couple hand issues um, He's got to stay healthy. LeBron will be just fine. I'm not ever worried about LeBron James when it comes to basketball. Um, and I'm not worried about whether AD can perform on the playoff. You know, when the pressure's hot, he's, you know, some people think he's a top five player. It, whatever. He's top five, he's top ten, whatever. He's one of the best guys in the world. I think he'll be fine. It's just can he stay
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. I'm way more worried about Davis staying healthy than I am about LeBron. Um, Davis doesn't – I mean, he gets injured all the time. Even last night he got injured trying to block that shot at the end of the game against uh, – I can't even remember it was the drove, but he hit his arm on the backboard. He was hurt a little bit. I mean, Davis is very brittle. But the, the other thing, too, about the Lakers is, you know, like I always say in the NBA, it takes a couple – it takes – you need two top ten players to win in the NBA, and the Lakers are the only team that have those. A lot of these other teams have – collect I would say that after that, though, there's a massive drop-off with their next best player. But at the same time, there's no other team in the league that has two top five players right now. So that gives the Lakers a little bit of a, of a nod over everyone. But the last team we'll talk about here before we switch over to college basketball, I think a lot of y'all know how I feel about this team. Are we buying or selling the Utah Jazz as, as being able to win a playoff series? I'll go ahead and start off with this one. I think no matter what seed the Jazz get, they will not win a playoff series. I mean, I watched the Jazz play a good bit night in and night out. Look, when you go look at the Jazz and they go on these big winning streaks, the Jazz look good when they play the Cavs and they play the the, the uh, Pelicans, and, you know, they honestly not even the Pelicans really. It's when they play the Cavs and the Hawks and teams like that, the Hornets, you know, they'll beat up on all those teams when they come out there after their, it's their sixth game on a Western Conference road trip. They're about to go back home. You know, the Jazz will come out there, whoop their ass, and send them home that way. But when teams like the Rockets, I mean, I wouldn't even be shocked if the Celtics off the back-to-back to back tonight go in there and beat them, you know. Like, the Jazz are a bunch of pretenders. They don't have a true number one that can take over and win the game for them. At the end of the day, you know, that like for the Rockets example, they were up by 10 on the Rockets at the halftime last week. And and the Rockets in the second half ended up winning the game by 20 points. You know, they couldn't keep up with that small ball. I mean, Rudy Gobert is their best player, in my opinion, because of his defense. Donovan Mitchell was absolutely inconsistent. And I mean, Mike Conley's been garbage for them this season. I mean, it even came out today that they were going to bench him. And start uh Royce O'Neal. Then now all of a sudden they started. To, they chose to do Joe Ingles. I mean, they're trying to do anything and everything too. I mean, like I said, the J- the Jazz they win the games they should, but when they play the teams that are a step up in class, they can't do anything against them.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm selling the Jazz uh, on a winning a playoff series right now. If it ended, they they would be playing Houston. Um, to your point, I mean they're they're fifth in the West right now. You know that's great on paper. They're 26 and eight against teams 500 or below. Okay, that's incredible, right? Well, they're 10-13 against teams 500 or better. So by those numbers, they are pretender. I agree. Um, I agree with you. I, I don't think they have a true number one. Um, I think, I mean, I by watching their games, the guy they go to to win them a game, to get them a bucket is Donovan Mitchell. Um, he's not a number one just yet. I think he could become a number one talent-wise. But, I mean, he's not – He's not in the same category, you know, like Tatum is a number one. that mm-hmm. He's emerged to be a number one. Now that um, Kemba's been out, Tatum has been unbelievable. I He's not on that. I will say the Jazz do have a bunch of good veterans, and they can all ball. I mean, they they have good role players, but it's not going to be enough. But the role players, I will say that can hoop are Ingles, Bogdanovich, Clarkson, Conley, Jeff Green, and then Gobert, um, is elite defensively. So they have good names, but like like I said, right now they're playing Houston. I know that Houston plays small, so you would think Gobert would have the advantage. I think P.J. Tucker would probably guard him, uh, unless Tyson Chandler plays in the playoffs. I think he's expected to play in the playoffs. Um, who is stopping Harden and Westbrook? So I, Conley can't guard Westbrook. Donovan Mitchell, I don't think, can guard Westbrook, and nobody can guard Harden. In the league, so you know, I I don't think there's a great matchup for them in the playoffs. So they're a pretender to me too.
0: Yeah, they lost. They've lost uh, eight out of their last ten as well against the Rockets. So the Rockets absolutely own them. Um, Yeah, let's move on here though, and let's get to college basketball. We got a lot of college basketball for y'all. I mean, there's what three games left in the regular season, pretty much this week, next week.
1: Yeah, it's something around. It's something around five. It's like something around those kind of games, and then the tournament start.
0: Yeah, I'm I mean, I'm so excited. I mean, this is the this is when that college basketball for me kind of puts I mean, don't get me wrong, I still pay close attention to the NBA, but like college basketball gets the number one slot for me in everything. I mean, this is this is the time of the year like Saturday, I'm probably not doing anything. I'm not moving from in front of the TV on Saturday. Bet your ass on that one, but let's start things off here. We're going to go through each conference or through the big. In my opinion, there's five big conferences in college basketball or six big conferences. We're going to go through those, do pretender and contender, and we're also going to take the three mid-majors that are uh, ranked in the uh, top ten. I mean, I don't even know at this point if you consider those schools mid-majors, but let's get things rolling here with the SEC. You know, Ben's an SEC guy, and we'll start with our contender here, and as my contender in the SEC, I'm buying Kentucky. I think this Kentucky team is coming together at the right time. I mean, I watched almost the entire game on Yeah, Saturday against Florida, I thought Emmanuel Quigley looked good shooting the ball. I mean, it feels like they always have somebody step up. I think Tyrese Maxey's coming to his own. Nick Richards, you know, he gives him. It's a different Kentucky team, you know. You kind of have that mixture of the old guys and the young guys, and they're coming together really, really well and playing their best basketball at the right time of the season. And I honestly was more impressed, though, by that road win at LSU earlier in the week. I just feel like the Kentucky, no matter who comes up on the schedule, they go in there and play their best game. And, I mean, yeah, they lost at Auburn, but – Auburn's lost like three times at the house in the last three years, and they're undefeated there this year. And, I mean, they played them down to the last whistle. So it's not a bad loss at all. I think Coach Caldo's got the guys playing their best ball right now. And, I mean, I wouldn't want to play Kentucky.
1: No. Um, I think Kentucky is the best team suited for the tournament out of the SEC. So I have the contenders. I actually have Kentucky, Auburn – or Kentucky and Auburn. Um, I'm going to put LSU, actually, in my pretender – and anyone else that makes it um, outside of Kentucky and Auburn, LSU um, defensively they're good. I mean, they play good defense. I don't think they can score enough. I think they're going to rely a lot on Skylar Mays, who I believe is a senior. Um, mm-hmm. So you love and the tournament. It it's usually dominated by guards. Um, the nickname of March Madness kind of gets is it's it's a guard tournament. It, a lot of the teams, if you have a great point guard that can take you, you usually go pretty far. Um, Skyler Mays is a shooting guard, so that helps them. Trenton Wofford's been great, and they play great defense. I just don't think – I mean, it's all going to depend on, you know, who their matchups are. I think Auburn – I know we disagree on Auburn. Um, I think Bruce is a really good coach. I do too. And we showed it last year – or they showed it last year as they can really play any style against anyone. If you want to get in a scoring matchup with them, Auburn – and score, and we saw the Virginia game, which I know they lost, but you know there was a controversial call. Virginia likes to slow things down, and Auburn was toe to toe with them. So I think Bruce Pearl's adjustments really gives Auburn an advantage. But I think Kentucky is the best team, and uh, most suited for the tournament. Um, they have, I mean, they have a three headed monster with um, Maxie Quigley and um, and uh, Nick Richards, and then I'm not going to forget Ashton Haggins, who's a stud defensively. Uh, Quickly's probably had the best year, um, but Richards is a big boy. So I, I think Kentucky's the biggest contender out of the SEC.
0: Yeah, you know, I just don't think Auburn's offense is as good as it was last year. You know, I don't think they can hit threes like last year. You had Brown and uh, and, and what's his name, Bryce? Uh,
1: uh, Jared Harper.
0: Yeah, or Jared, Jared Harper and Bryce Brown. They could it felt like they could pull up from anywhere and hit a three whenever you needed one. It felt like that one of the two of them would step up every single time, every big game, and that team got hot at the right time. I mean, I think Bruce Pearl's an excellent coach, but at the end of the day, I don't think Auburn's going to make it to the second weekend here in March Madness. So I don't, I, I just can't buy into them. You know, I feel like they played so bad, they have some bad losses. I mean, don't get me wrong, the record and everything's there, but. I've definitely watched this team play. i not been impressed at all with what I've seen them from them in certain games. I mean, even last night they let Ole Miss hang around the whole game. I don't know how they right. somehow pulled out the cover. Same thing against I mean, Tennessee. They got,
1: they got one of their bet. They do have one of their best players, Akora, uh, the stud freshman. Um, he's missed a couple games. Uh, he's a big piece for them. Um, I think Daughtry, Doc Doc Daughtry, Daughtry, whatever his name is, number ten. Daughtry. Uh, Dowdy, Thank you. He was there last year. Um, he's going to be, I think that guy in the tournament, it's going to have to vocally lead them. Um, and they have, uh, Wiley's back. Um, he got hurt last year, I believe they, they have a couple of big men that were on the team last year. So I think they have a Who's the young freshman that they, you know, and McCormick McCormick, that point guard is very quick. Mm-hmm. I, I really like how balanced their team is.
0: Yeah. You know, I still just go back to who have they played. They only have two wins against APT mm-hmm. te- ranked teams or USA poll ranked teams. So, that's still the way I feel about them. They got a big test on Saturday against Kentucky, but I do agree with you that anyone else in the SEC is a fraud. I think LSU and Florida might be able to win a game or two and somehow find their way in the uh, next day. But I mean, like Mississippi State, they're not beating anybody if they're not at home. And I don't even know if the SEC will get a team after Mississippi State in there. So that's about all you got for the SEC right there. Um, and then let's go to the Big East next. So the Big East, you know, I'm actually kind of. I'm actually kind of sad they disbanded originally because I used to love watching the original Big East play. They used to be Big East tournament used to be oh, one was of my incredible.
1: favorites. It was incredible. It was incredible. Oh know? yeah,
0: some of the most classic games ever, like that six overtime game, the Kimball Walker step back. You know, I feel like some of the best moments of my childhood watching college basketball came from the Big East, but. This year at the Big East, to me, there's only two teams that can do any damage in the tournament. And obviously, y'all know I'm still going to stick with Seton Hall. That's been one of my big predictions. They're going to the Final Four since before the season started. I mean, Miles Powell, and with that defense, that's one of the best defenses in all of college basketball. Miles Powell is your go to score. You can get a bucket anytime you need one. See, Auburn, kind of like you said, you know, I just feel like they don't have that guy you can just take the game over. See, so Seton Hall has that with Miles Powell, and not a lot of these teams do have that guy. And I feel like. He goes a long way when he gets to March Madness, but I mean Creighton has come on strong as well. I feel like they've been beaten every single t- like they absolutely embarrassed Butler. They went into Seton Hall and put up the most points they've given up all season long, and that was at home too again mm-hmm. for Seton Hall. So, I mean Creighton. It feels like the bigger the task, the better they play and step up. Honestly, like I Creighton to me in the last like couple of weeks, like they've really, really, really turned it on.
1: Right, and I think you know everyone may be saying you know what about Villanova. Um, when it comes to the Big East, I, I have Seton Hall and Creighton uh, a little bit ahead of Villanova. Um, Creighton's got the best record against against AP-ranked teams um, out of all three of those teams. So my contenders, I have Creighton and Seton Hall as well. I'm not saying Nova is a pretender. But I just don't see them having like the it factor this year. Um, but the same thing with Auburn. Um, Jay Wright is is a tremendous coach. Um So if they get a good draw, I mean, they can always do damage. Um, Rumor has it that he has interest in coaching in the NBA. So, you know, I I don't believe that that's going to affect his job. But I wonder if he leaves um, after the season. You know, college coaches do get their chances um, in the NBA. So he's a big name. That's just a rumor, obviously. I agree with you. Miles Powell is in the Player of the Year conversation, without a doubt. Um, so I have Seton Hall and Creighton as well.
0: Yeah, I think the one thing that might hurt Miles Powell is the fact that he missed a couple games and they still won or played Michigan State down to the last shot. Also, though Villanova really only plays seven players, so I actually think yeah. it would do them a disadvantage to make a deep run in the Big East tournament. You know, like that's one thing that people don't factor in a lot is these teams that lose early in the conference tournament that are good. Like for example, Texas Tech and Virginia last year. I was really high on those teams because one, they're gonna have fresher legs because most of these teams are playing three, two, three, four games, you know, and two, three, four days, you know, like you're not getting any breaks. But on top of that, when you're a good team and you go out there and get embarrassed like that and get upset in your first game of the conference tournament, it makes you way more focused for March because you know your season can end just like that, you know. So I feel like it's an advantage if one of the blue bloods or one of the really good teams gets bounced early, you know. Like if Kansas were to get bounced early, I'd love to buy them to go – you know. So like. That's really though, realistically though, I I just think Villanova is gonna fall apart. I mean, I think that I think they might be able to win a game, but I don't know how deep they can really get. Next, let's go to the ACC, and I'll let you start us off here.
1: Yeah. So the ACC um, it has the perfect uh, <coughs> example of what you were just talking about with uh, the teams that are deep. For, Florida State is the definition of a team that's deep. Um, they also have a tremendous coach. Leonard Hamilton is tremendous. Love him. Um, Florida state has really become known under him as a deep team. Um, he is not afraid to play a lot of players and it's worked out. Uh, was it last year they went to the Elite eight
0: two years ago? We got two bounced fucking ago. zag in the sweet 16 last year.
1: Okay. So they've been far, you know, I consider you make it to the sweet 16. You've had a pretty good season. So mm-hmm. they made it to the sweet 16, Elite eight in those seasons. Um, they're deep. Um, what they just did to Louisville, um, is impressive. You know, the first half I think they were losing at halftime and second half was a total domination yeah. and it didn't stop. So, I I have Florida State and Duke as my contenders. I I know that Duke, it, you know, they're not as good as Duke usually is and I get that they just lost to Wake Forest in double overtime, but people have bad games. Trey Jones had a bad game in the tournament. I have a lot of confidence in Trey Jones. He's an elite defender, one of the best defenders in college basketball. He's had a he's got a very high IQ. Um, and then they have guys that could just get you a ton of buckets, whether it's Vernon Carey, Casha Stanley. Um, who's that shooter they have? Uh, Joey, Joey Baker, is that his name?
0: The the white boy?
1: Yeah. I think it's yeah. Joey Baker. It's, like, Duke has the pieces. They get the top recruits. So they're never a pretender. My biggest pretender out of the ACC is Louisville. The, you've been saying the frauds for a while. Um, I came on a podcast earlier saying I loved Louisville. And I like the buildup of the team. They play. They usually play good defense. They do not have scores. I mean, it's insane. Like if you watched, I know you watched because we talked about it the game against Florida State. Jay Bills was like, they don't have enough scoring coming off their bench, other than the uh, true freshman kid. Uh, who's that David point guard? David Johnson. That? David Johnson. That kid's good, but he's a true freshman. They don't have enough scoring. And I also will throw UVA. They can't score, ever. They usually can't score. This year they really can't score, so I think the team that can go the farthest out of the ACC are Florida State and Duke, and everyone else I'm not that interested in.
0: No, I'm completely with you, and I agree on all of that. Um, Louisville, especially, like I think what really hurt was in the it was Chris Matt getting mad at Nora. I mean, he hasn't even looked the same hardly ever since that happened. Duke, I actually, I actually do kind of like Vernon Carey and Duke in a way. Like I don't don't get me wrong, I don't think Duke is going to like win it I don't think you're going to win it all or anything but I think they could still like you said you know easily find themselves in the Elite 8 sweet 16 you know I think they're going to be competitive and I mean I don't think it's going to be an easy game by any means going up against them the thing I really like about Florida State though is we're 6 and 4 on the road and a lot of I mean, in college basketball a lot of these it's teams tough. haven't played well away you know and on top of that we're 4 and 1 against ranked teams so I feel like I mean like you said we have a deep team so everyone can play so if people get in foul trouble or hurt will be fine. But at the same time, Hamilton does kind of shorten his rotation a little bit once it gets to the – He will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once it gets to the tournament and everything, he'll shorten up that rotation a little bit. But I also think we have a player who can take over for us, and that's Devin Vassell. He's hit big shots in the past. So I really like my Noel's chances. I, I agree with you, though. Outside of Florida State and Louisville – I mean, outside of Florida State and Duke, there's not really any contenders in the ACC. Like, I don't buy Louisville. I don't buy Virginia. Um I guess the only real other team in the ACC that might make the tournament here is in NC State and Notre Dame, and I mean, I don't buy into either of them. Notre Dame's 0-5 against ranked teams, you know, and NC State is just so – I mean, that win against Duke was their big win, you know, but I mean, NC State, they have lost to Georgia Tech twice, you know, like –
1: Yep. So – And I think with, with Florida State, um, you know, you mentioned a guy that could take over. They have a guy who – is literally Mr. Everything for them. And, and that's Trent. Is it Trent Forrest? The Trent yeah, Forrest, right? Hard. If you look at his stats through his career, because I, I believe he's a fourth-year senior. Mm-hmm. I, I believe. Is that right? Okay. If you look at his stats of what he's done, he is crazy the amount of – I think he's – they said it on the broadcast the other day. He might be eighth in all-time scoring at Florida State. He's got I think over 200 – he does everything. He, he gets steals – He gets a lot of – he's on like – he's in the top ten, I think, of Florida State in points, steals, assists, and like games played or something like that. So that's a a strong guy to have on your team because he just does everything. Um, He did kind of take over on the defensive end um, in that game against Louisville. What they did was they applied their pressure a little farther into the court. They full court pressed, and it got them into running in transition, which is exactly what they want to do. And Trent Forrest is the perfect guy to lead this team. Uh, I really like the way that they're built, and I do trust their coach. So, you know, Florida State, it's a big name to keep an eye on. And I believe now that Duke lost to Wake Forest last night, I believe Florida State controls their own destiny to win the regular season outright, I believe.
0: Yeah, no, we do control our own destiny right now, so... Pretty much comes down to what we do because we beat Louisville twice and then obviously Mm -hmm. we lost to Duke, but Duke's got one less victory than we do. So it's up to us there and see what happens in the ACC. Um, Let's keep things moving here, though, and let's go to the Big Ten. And so the Big Ten, usually the ACC is the deepest conference, but a lot of people would argue the Big Ten. Not going to lie, though, I don't buy the Big Ten as much as mostly everyone else does. I mean, the Big Ten really like – these teams can't win on the road. When you look at these teams' away records, Maryland 4 and 5, Michigan State 5 and 4, Penn State 5 and 4, Wisconsin 4 and 6, Illinois 5 and 5, Iowa 4 and 6, Michigan 4 and 5, you know, none of these teams really after that everyone else is just awful on the road and You know, I think that's like the biggest factor here in the Big Ten is none of these teams can win on the road. That's why I don't really buy into any of them in the tournament. But I think if any of them were to be able to turn it on, it'd be Penn State or Michigan State. I feel like Penn State's been surging lately. Yeah, they lost at Indiana, but what did I just say a minute ago? You know, it's the Big Ten that happens. I also do kind of like Iowa as well. Luca Garza, in my opinion, is one of the best players in all of college basketball. And on top of that, you know, Michigan's getting Isaiah Livers back and getting healthy. I think, like you said, the team that wins this conference is probably the team that's going to make the deepest run, just because it's the team that's the hottest at the time. You know, and they need to ride that hot streak. But I will say this: I sell Maryland completely. Maryland, just I'm just not really impressed by what I'm seeing in Maryland. They're four and five away. I feel like that they're going to get bounced on the road. I feel like they can't score the ball well enough to hang with these teams.
1: Yeah, so I have as my contenders, I have Iowa. Like you mentioned, um, they have a player of the year candidate, candidate in Garza. Um, Michigan State, I throw in there because they have one of the best players in college basketball and Cassius Winston. Uh, if you don't trust Cassius Winston with the ball in his hands at this point, you haven't watched enough college basketball. I mean, he he's, he's just a stud. I mean, he really is. I mean, he's got a high IQ. He makes elite passes. He's not great defensively but he can eat you know when he tries he's pretty good defensively and he can just score that rock um, i I think I'm gonna throw Maryland in there but at the same time I, I don't love them but the thing with me is and I told you this before so my biggest my biggest two contenders I think are Iowa and Michigan State but other than those two I think whoever wins this conference now I say that and it's it's kind of funny because this is the deepest conference they beat each other up. Um, you know, at home, the home team wins, you know, almost always. Just like in football, they, the conference beats each other up. But whoever wins this conference, I think, can be a contender in the actual March Madness tournament because it's just whoever's hot. And I think, you know, if, you're, if you can get through the gauntlet of the Big Ten, then why can't you beat anyone else? So mm-hmm. I think whoever wins this conference, and then I'll throw Iowa and uh, Michigan State, are I think the two best teams in that conference.
0: Yeah, and also one other thing I forgot to say. I think Illinois is a little bit of a sleeper here. I think they play really good defense. You know, I wish they could shoot the three-point ball a little bit better, but I actually really like Illinois and what I've seen from them this season. So I think they're a little bit of a sleeper here. And then Iowa can really fill it up to scoring. So, you know, they're never really going to be out of it in the tournament. So I kind of think they have decent – I think they have a decent ceiling, but who knows what will end up happening.
1: See, I think I think Michigan is actually can, is my sleeper just because they were so hot in the beginning of the season mm-hmm. and they really hit the injury bug um, and like you said they got one of their players coming back so if they can get hot around this tournament then it's not like they are they have talent you know what I mean they got plenty of talent they started mm-hmm. hot so then they got a little injured so they're my sleeper in that sense but this, I mean this tournament or, uh, yeah, they're on a five game win streak by the way and that that Big Ten tournament is a gauntlet. So,
0: yeah, they're a completely different team with Isaiah Livers in there because Teskey is horrible on defense. So when he's in there, he gives them that extra interior boost they need. So mm-hmm. I agree with you completely. Let's go to the Big Twelve now. This is pretty much a two-team conference here. Yeah, I think we both agree. Kansas and Baylor is the best teams in the conference.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I actually think Kansas and Baylor are two of the top teams in the country, um, mm-hmm. and I believe we're gonna see that matchup. I think we're lined up to see that matchup in the conference championship, I would say. Um, so, and and these teams, I, I think Kansas, you know, a lot of people with Kansas, they talk about how they have the best uh, inside-out game in the country with Azebueke, who's, you know, just massive. Um, and then Devon Dotson, who's also in the player of the year category. Um, so this is like, I'm not saying this is a great comparison, because no one should ever be compared to this player. I'm just saying the style of play. Devon Dotson plays like D. Rose played in college.
0: Yeah, he's now, so D- quick.
1: Now, now, D. Rose is a lot more athletic. He, you know, He's throwing down alley-oops, dunks and all that. Dotson doesn't really dunk. That, that's fine. I'm not talking about that. It's the explosiveness. I don't know if there's a single person in the country that can go north and south with Devon Dotson. And he doesn't need a screen to do it. He's just really that quick. And he's a really tough finisher for a smaller guy around the paint. Um, with Kansas, it really comes down to their wing players. Um, can they make enough shots is basically what it's going to come down to. I think Azabuki, as long as he's not in foul trouble and Dotson can really lead this team far. It's just, can they make enough shots with Baylor? Um, they can score a lot of points. I, they don't have like, I'd say Butler, maybe like their go-to guy, but I, they're a good team. So they don't have that one guy go-to guy, but they can play some defense. Um, so I think those are probably two of the top four teams in the country. Um, I would be really disappointed if we don't see that matchup for the third time.
0: Yeah, I'd be very disappointed too, if we don't see that matchup for the third time. And another little point, little thing though, the only objection I have for Baylor is the fact that I feel like Baylor's offense, especially with Macy OT getting injured, I feel mm-hmm. like their offense can get a little snagnant. Obviously, they turned it on against Kansas at the end of the game, but I think that game's a lot different if it's played at Kansas or it's on a neutral court, you know? So I think Baylor, I mean, like you said, I don't know if they can score the points they need to, but, I mean, Kansas looks like the real deal as well, and they're playing their best basketball at the right time. Um, West Virginia and Texas Tech, I can't, I can't yeah. even, like, wrap my mind around buying in on these teams. Um both of them, to me, have just been unimp- unimpressive all season long. They can't play a game on the road to save their lives. You know, when you look at their mm. records on the road, it's just it's kind of embarrassing, honestly. West Virginia is three and eight on the road. Um, Oklahoma State, or I mean, Texas Tech's three and six. Oklahoma's two and eight. You know, these teams can't beat anybody on the road. So I don't buy into the- either of them at all. I think they're pretenders. I think there's only really two real contenders from from that conference.
1: Yeah, and I, and, and I think. Um, to that point, Kansas and Baylor are two teams that can win on the road. They have won on the road. Yep. Um, what's interesting about that matchup is Baylor won in Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Kansas, and blew them Kansas out. and right blew them out. And Kansas just won in Waco. So, and an interesting stat was no one had ever swept. I think no one since Bill Self has been at Kansas. Nobody has ever swept them in the regular season. Um. So that's an interesting point, and obviously Kansas won in Waco, so they didn't get swept. Um, yeah, West Virginia, we always know they can play defense. That That's a Bob Huggins staple. That, that press usually causes a lot of turnovers. I, I don't see Kansas and Baylor getting upset um, on their way to the conference title. So like I said earlier, I'd be really disappointed if we don't get that matchup. I think the whole country would be, um, and it's a fascinating matchup. It really is.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. This is going to be a great matchup. I can't wait to watch it. Um, let's go to the Pac-12 here. And the Pac-12, we both agree on this one. Oregon's the only contender. I like Arizona State. They played well on the road this season. I believe they're – let me go to the exact number, but I believe they're I like 7-1 on the road this season. Okay, but.
1: yeah. No, you're good. You're good. I was going to say like maybe they were 6-2 and two or 6-3, and three, but –
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've played really good on the road this season, but at the end of the day, I really, really, really like Oregon. You know, they've been there before. I also think Dana Altman's one of the best coaches in all of college basketball. I think that he elevates this team, you know, to the next level, which is something I really like about him. Um, But I just think that this Oregon team, you know, you got Peyton Pritchard, you got all the young guys as well. I think they have a very good and complete team, and I mean, I wouldn't want to see the Ducks and their defense in on the second day of a of an NCAA tournament. I don't know about you.
1: No, yeah, um, I, I like this Oregon team. I love their coach, like you said. I think he's an elite coach. Uh, Peyton Pritchard is the definition of most valuable player. And I'm not saying he's like the MVP of college basketball. He's not the best player. He's the MVP of this Oregon team. It starts oh, yeah. and goes. It starts and stops with him. He's elite. Passing the ball, getting to the rack, and he's a great defender as well. So he's really their leader. He's been there. Um, Oregon went far in March Madness. Was it two years ago or was it last year? They, they went far, and Peyton Pritchard was at the helm of you know at, at that. So, um, I think with Oregon is the same thing as Kansas. Can the other you know role player types can they make enough shots? Um, but I I see Oregon as the only um, contender in this conference, um, this conference, you know, football and, and basketball is, it's just not much to talk about if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah. This conference has completely fallen off. I honestly think Oregon and basketball here is better than any team they have for between football and basketball. I think this really is their best team for any sport. I mean, I like Oregon a lot. I mean, they went into, they went into Michigan when they were playing their best basketball, beat them in Mm -hmm. overtime, you know? I, I wouldn't be shocked if Oregon makes another deep run. We've seen them do it in the past. I mean, that team with Dylan Brooks and all of them is one of the most talented teams I've seen. Colorado is the other ranked team, though, from the Pac 12. I think they're complete pretenders. I mean, they get that altitude and that home court advantage. I mean, they're 13 and 3 at home this season. They, I mean, they shouldn't even have a loss at home this season, in my opinion. But I don't believe in Colorado at all on the road, I don't believe in Arizona. UCLA, you know, none of these teams. Uh, it, it, to me, it's Oregon. I mean, Arizona State might be able to win a game or two, but that's about it. It's Oregon, baby.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and we talked about, you know, to segue on to the next team, we talked about the teams that are not in the Power Five, but, you know, they're there. Um, Gonzaga, is, you know, they're always in the conversation. Um, I can't remember the last time they weren't a one seed. You know, I don't have the greatest memory, but they seem to always be a one-seed because they just don't really lose in the regular season. I have them as a contender um, because the field isn't as strong this year, and I think that's an advantage for them. Um, I will say this about Gonzaga. Um, they're first in offensive rating, and I know that those numbers are a little fluctuated because they don't play a ton of you know great teams in the regular season. He's an elite coach. Um, they always have a lot of talent, and so it, it's just one of those years with Gonzaga. They're, they're going to be a one seed, if not two, but I'm pretty sure they're in online right now to be a one seed. Um, is Can they go far in the tournament? Can, can they can they beat the good teams? It's the same story every year. Um, I think this year they have the better chance compared to other years because the field is not as strong. That can maybe give them a bump up, but um, I know that you are not as high on Gonzaga.
0: No, I mean, I just think Gonzaga and San Diego State at the end of the day. I think they'll both be end up getting bounced. I mean, that Gonzaga team that made it deep was really talented when they had Zach Collins and everyone, you know, the, and Sabonis. I mean, they had some NBA players on that team, you know, rather than their current team now. I don't really see it as much. I mean, I like Killian Tilly, but it's really it. I feel like they lost a lot with Norvell and Brandon Wright going to the league. Or, not Brandon Wright, Brandon Clark going to the league. But, I mean, I think Gonzaga can win a game or two, but I just don't see them getting past the Sweet 16. This reminds me a lot of the team that lost to Florida State in the Sweet 16 a couple years ago. Um, thought that loss to BYU was horrible. They got absolutely embarrassed in that one. You know, like, even these last couple games they've played, yeah, they end up winning by big margins, but they're letting these teams hand, hang around and beat them in the first half, really. I mean, it used to be they just give them the smackdown the entire game. Um, I really, 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 really like Dayton a lot. I think this Dayton team, they're good on the defensive end. They have Obi Toppin, who can take the game over for them and get them a bucket whenever they need them. They kind of remind me of that Davidson team, and Steph Curry was there of how they have a good team and they have the one guy that can take over for them. I actually could end up seeing Dayton. You know, I really could see them making it to the making it to the to uh, making it down to my backyard in Atlanta and playing in one of the big games on the last weekend of the season. So. I really like Obi Toppin and what they got going on there in Dayton. I wouldn't be shocked if these boys mess around and make it deep in the tournament.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, just to finish up with the point with Gonzaga, they also had Rui Hachimura um, mm. and John and Jonathan Williams. Um, I think transferred there, but I think he's on a G league team now and they, they had a ton of talent.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so
1: maybe this is the year where they don't have as much NBA talent, that they play more as a team, but to Dayton um, contender, definitely. Um, they have. They might have the best player in the country in Obi Toppin. He's up for the Player of the Year award. My only worry with them is almost the same as Gonzaga. Is like currently they've only played two games against teams who are ranked right now, I believe, and they're zero and two against them. They lost to Kansas. They barely lost to Kansas, um, and then they did lose to Colorado. I'm not worried like about lo- them losing to Colorado, whom we both has a pretender. But they're second in offensive rating that can always carry you far, and they're 51st in defensive rating, which I'm not gonna say is great. But when you're second in offensive, like it, it just overmounts the defensive rating. They are a good defensive team. They're better than that number. Um, Obi Toppin is 100 percent the player that can take you. I mean, he's got an NBA body. He's got a good jump shot. I don't know if it's his best part of his game. I mean, he he knocks down a lot of shots. He's He's smart with it. He he plays uh, efficient. I think he shoots – as a team, I think they shoot a little above 50%. I think up from threes, I think they shoot around 36 37%. So they take good shots. I mean, I'll take that 37% all day from threes. Um, I'm big on them. I, I think these teams have more of a chance because I'll go back to the point. The field is not as strong this year. I mean, for one, you have North Carolina who's not even going to make the tournament. I can't. I don't know if they haven't made it since I've been alive. Duke is not, you know, Duke. There's a lot of teams who aren't what they usually are, so the field isn't as strong. Let's see if these, you know, mid-major teams can really benefit from that. I think Dayton is a team that can. And the third team we talked about, San Diego State. Um, I think we disagree on this a little bit, but I I have them as a contender as well. Um, I know that they haven't played many um, ranked teams in the regular season, but to go. Without a loss for as long as they did it is still very impressive to me. They're the out of the big team, you know, the big name schools that everyone would know. They're third in defensive rating behind Virginia and I think Kansas. So when you're that good at something on the floor, you can. It's, it's like Virginia used to do in the tournament when they won it all. They San Diego State to me is a team that can suffocate teams and can really get those low scoring games. Um, this is a strong team. They're they're deep. Um, they can make a run and they do have a couple good wins. Um, they don't have a ton, but they beat Creighton. They beat Iowa early in the year and then they did beat Utah. Um, and I think it was at Utah, which is not an easy place to play. Mm -hmm. So they have, you know, enough wins to me to where I can believe in them to score the points, but you know, it's, it's their defense that can take them far.
0: No, I definitely agree with you. Their defense can take them far. I just feel like they're going to get bounced in that round of 16, or I mean, in the uh round of 32. I feel like between them and Gonzaga, one of the two of them will. I mean, how often do we see these teams like, like these, like, for example, especially this Gonzaga team, how often do we see Gonzaga teams like this one? We see them make the tournament, you know, we see them up there losing one or two games all season long, and then, boom, they get bounced early in the tournament. I just feel like... It's going to be the same story for them in San Diego State this year, college basketball, and there's not really any one team that that's much better than everyone else. I feel like that mm-hmm. it's going to lead to these teams getting bounced early. I think Dayton's the team that's not in a big conference that's going to make the deep run. I just feel like Obi Topping can take the game over for him and take it to the next level.
1: Yeah, I do have a couple sleeper teams, um, and two of them are actually from the same conference. I think Rhode Island is a team that really plays well as a team. Um, I like them. They're second in the Dayton conference, so they don't get talked about as much because of Dayton. Um, and I actually think two teams from the AAC. Um, I like Houston a lot. Houston's got a couple guards that can really score. Um, and, I really, yeah, and I really like Cincinnati. Um, they have a big guy who's okay. a, a legit big guy. Um, those two teams, I think, could make a run. I'm going to go back to the point. Because the field's not as strong, and I think they're teams that'll be a little bit higher of a seed that if they can get that good matchup, I think they can win a you know, a couple games. But um I would say Rhode Island out of those three teams is really my sleeper team. They're a team that has made a run in the past. Um I think they still have one of the Hurley brothers coaching. I'm not a he may have left. Now I'm thinking he left.
0: I think, I think he, he left he, him he left for Arizona State, but I'm for not hundred percent sure
1: there I know there's there's two Hurley brothers one's at UConn now and one's at Arizona State so he's definitely not at Rhode Island I think the program the program has a pretty good recent history of making the Trey Young they did beat Trey Young um and so that that's one of my sleeper teams but I mean technically everyone's a sleeper team when none of the powerhouses are dominant so yeah it's going to be a really really fun tournament um it's Nothing ever goes as planned. Obviously, I don't think anyone's ever had a perfect bracket. It's going to be, I mean, jumbled. It's not going to be pretty. People's brackets like this year are not going to be pretty, and that's that's what's most fun about March Madness. I think it's the tournament in sports that is the hardest to win. It's the least predictable by far.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think it's going to be absolutely crazy. I mean, there's a couple years, you know, where you can tell someone's a lot better than everyone else. But I agree with you. I don't think there's anybody that I think a lot better than everyone else. So it's going to be a fun March. I'm ready for everything to get going. But, Ben, you got any closing words before we get on out of here?
1: No. Uh, well, actually, a little bit. Does anyone in the – let's go back to the NBA just real quick. You said it's pretty much wrapped up. Does no one have a chance in that eight seed? I, don't, I haven't looked at the standings to see how far teams are. But, like, I know that the Wizards aren't that far. Um, I'm going to look it up right now. Let's see. Yeah, I'm trying the to pull w- it up as well. Uh, let's see. Orlando, I think it's three and a half games on Washington, so that's a decent amount. And Washington's now lost three in a row. Now uh, No, it's, pre- it's pretty much wrapped up. <laughs> Never mind. It's pretty much wrapped up.
0: Yeah, they've got them by five. So, I mean, unless the Magic just absolutely collapsed – you know, I don't yeah. see the Wizards winning over 30 games. I really don't see them making it out of that range.
1: Real quick, real quick, do you have – so I'm looking at the Eastern Conference right now. One is Milwaukee, two is Toronto, three is Boston, four is Miami, five is Philly, six is Indiana. The rest don't matter. How many are, are like, legit good playoff teams in that, do you think? Like, it's – people say the East is top-heavy, but, like, I mean, they are. Can Philly win, like, They can win the first series. They can't beat the Bucs. No, Philly's
0: gotten dominated by the Heat this year. They're 0-3 against them.
1: Yeah, the Celtics are are really good, and they don't even have Kemba right now. I don't know if they're good enough defensively.
0: No, they don't match up at all against the Bucs. They don't have the big men. I mean, Giannis will absolutely eat them alive, I think, in the paint. I also think Toronto can absolutely handle them, too. So mm-hmm. I think Milwaukee and Toronto will be the. I think I like them too in the conference finals. I think okay. Miami will handle the Seventy ers but I think Boston. I think that Boston will get handled by Toronto pretty. I just think Toronto's got the big got the bigs that they can bang with them, and they can d up their guards. I mean, Toronto really plays good defense, and they're gonna have the home like Boston's gonna need to get home court over Toronto because I don't see Boston going right. into Toronto and winning a game.
1: And and in the and in the West is is it just the LA teams for you? You think Denver you think Denver's kind of a pretender? You think uh Houston and that's pretty much it?
0: Um, I think Jokic's good, but I still don't mm. think Denver is gonna be able to get it done in the playoffs. But I'm okay. all in on small ball, honestly. I really okay. think it's gonna work. I think the Clippers match up well against small ball, but I don't think the Lakers do at all because at the end of the day you gotta think about this. LeBron or Davis is going to guard P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker just stands in the corners on on offense and shoots three-pointers. If they step over to help, he's going to bang a three. If they don't, Westbrook's going to be at the rim. Then who do you stick the other one of LeBron and Davis on? They're not quick enough to guard Harden or Westbrook, and it takes your best shot blocker out of the paint. Same thing if he goes out there and guards Covington. I think the Rockets' idea of running small ball is actually a great idea. I think the Clippers though have lineups they can use where they can switch everything, and the Clippers can mm-hmm. play their own version of small ball too. I just look the the Lakers can't play with Davis or or um, LeBron off the court. They like last night LeBron's plus minus I think was like uh, close to twenty, and when he wasn't on the floor, it was basically a tie game. He came on the floor, they ended up pulling away and winning by ten. You know like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have to have LeBron and Davis on the floor, so I think it's a bad matchup for the Lakers with the Rockets, but I think the Clippers can handle them.
1: Okay, I, I agree. Um, I, Denver is a really good team. I could I could see them going over one of the L.A. teams in the Western Conference Finals. I don't think it's going to happen, but I could see it. Um, I talked about it earlier. I think the Lakers do have enough perimeter defenders, um, but we're going to all see how that plays out. Um, every big matchup they play, LeBron still proves that he's the king of the NBA. I mean, last night he went off. I think he had 40, he had 40 plus, I believe, didn't he?
0: Um
1: LeBron last yeah. night? Yeah, yeah
0: LeBron, or I think he had right at 40.
1: Let's see. He had yeah, he had 40 last night. And I know the Pelicans are not a great defensive team, but I still got the king as the top in the NBA. But that's all I got.
0: Yeah, that's all I got as well. Um Ben, I appreciate you coming on.
1: Yeah, it's always good. always good to talk basketball. It's always fun.
0: When do you all go on a spring break, by the way?
1: So it's um, March 13th, I believe. Okay, so we'll have to
0: try to fit as much podcasting as we can because I'm going to need you down the stretch for college basketball. I know no one knows college college sports like you do, so we're going to need you for that. But I appreciate everyone tuning in once again, and we'll see you all next time.